Hello and welcome to episode number 102 of the Hobbies and Happiness podcast, where we talk about the hobby that makes us happy, tabletop gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Dan. I'm Jim. Today we're going over the legendary rule. So today, uh, this is this is an interesting topic, and um, it is a legendary. Now, it's a legendary rule, Jim. What what can you explain for our listeners and viewers very quickly? What's a legendary rule? I'm going to go over this one time. All right, one time. Never again. Never again. Okay, I'm just saying that because that's kind of what the legendary rule is. You yeah. can only have out one of these cards or characters out on the field. At a specific, any specific time. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it, depending depending on what game you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? And the reason we're saying legendary states otherwise, <laughs> right? The and the reason we're saying legendary rule mm-hmm. is because of Magic: The Gathering. That's how Magic: The Gathering handles this issue. Uh, also, it's uniqueness, uh, or I've 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 heard I've heard this topic kind of dubbed the problem or the conundrum of unique cards, uniqueness, <laughs> uniqueness, exclusive. Ex- exclusivity mm-hmm. uh many card games handle this situation very very differently and we want to talk all about it give our thoughts and uh go from there but before we dive into the topic we need to talk about our sponsor amazon audible if you head over to our affiliate link www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness you can sign up for your free 30-day trial of amazon's audio um Amazon's Audible service. Uh, Audible is Amazon's audiobook service where when you follow that link, sign up, you get a free 30-day trial. When you get that trial, you get one free credit added to your account. If you're an Amazon Prime member, two, you get two free credits added to your account. You can use those credits to redeem them for audiobooks on the Audible service. And what's even better is if you don't like the service, you can cancel before the end of that 30 days and uh, you get to keep that free book. That's right, you get to keep that free book on your account. So again, www.audibletrial.com forward slash hobbies and happiness. Sign up for your free 30-day trial of Amazon's Audible today. Okay, now, where where is this coming from? I'm actually surprised because we've never really talked about this in depth on huh. the podcast. Okay. I don't think we have. I mean, we've <laughs> talked about, like, we've, we've talked about it cursory, like, mm. multiple times. Like, oh, yeah, we'll do the legendary rule. Yeah. But, you know, maybe some of you don't know what that actually is. I And I actually have a funny story of when I found out about it, okay. in all honesty. Um, so uh, so the reason – one of the reasons we're talking about it is Star Wars Unlimited. Yeah. Uh, when this podcast is airing, they did a live stream a couple of weeks ago um, talking about casual play and uh, uniqueness and ki- from the design aspect, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Tyler Parrott is one of the lead designers for Star Wars Unlimited, and that was a, f- a, a, f- a fantastic stream, actually. I, th- I thought it was, I, th- I, ha- I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. What, di- what did you think of the stream yeah. in general? Yeah, it was, uh, I thought it was pretty informative. Uh, overall, I liked it. Um, and in fact, when I was on um, Wampa Radio, with Charmer, we mm-hmm. talked. We touched on this actually as well, um, and I didn't know the, what the rule was at the time. Yeah. So we had we had touched on it while while I was on their show. Mm-hmm. Um, but after I, I watched the stream twice, <laughs> just because like I wanted to make sure yeah. I understood everything. And um, it, it, like I said, it, it was very enjoyable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they talked about like the design behind the unique. Unique cards, because in Star Wars Unlimited, they're calling it unique cards. And I think a lot of, excuse me, a lot of FFG games, um, a lot of FFG games, that's kind of redundant. (laughs) 
Fantasy Flight Games games. <laughs> in IRL. Yeah, in IRL. <laughs> yeah. FFG titles. There we go. That's probably a better way to say it. Um, they they handle this uh, problem for lack of it's not a problem, but it's it's a design choice. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty very, very similar. They ca- they call them all unique cards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have a preference one way or the other? In all honesty, of what a, of what a of what they call it, legendary, unique. Because yeah. I mean, we we know why we call it legendary. Yeah, legendary feels a bit more powerful than unique. So I would agree. Yes, <laughs> I feel like I have more invested in if I'm calling it legendary. Yeah, you know, like if yeah. I if I drop that card, yeah. like it's the legendary creature or the mm-hmm. legendary unit mm-hmm. or a unique. Yeah, it, just, it you, there's more. Telling weight. people, I have this legendary card. Yeah. <laughs> I have this unique card. Well, I guess unique is also pretty good. Too. Yeah, special. <laughs> I mean, because because like the word legendary, depending on what game you're talking about, that could be a rarity. Yep. You know, yep. unique. I don't know there's just there's not the word unique doesn't. There's not a lot of oomph. If if I tell you though, I have this very unique card. How many do you think there are out in the world? One. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. So, like, from a collector's aspect, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, I have a yeah. very unique card. <laughs> mm-hmm. That just, it, I don't know, like, in in the context of a, ga- of a game, yep. you know, like, just the word legendary, just, it, it's, it, it really feels sticks. like, it feels like it means something a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah. So, um, anyway, now, I'm trying to think when this episode airs. So, this episode should be airing the Wednesday before Gen Con. Ooh, so, okay. but so I want to touch on that real quick. So, if you're if you're listening to this when it airs, we are going to be leaving for Gen Con tomorrow. Yes, um, we're 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 recording this well well in advance. We're we're trying to preload <laughs> quite a few podcast episodes before before uh, our time at Gen Con, and I'm I'm I am excited, Jim. Yeah, I'm ready to go. So we were actually just talking about like our plans, uh-huh. our plans. So we've got we've got all our equipment. I've it's all sitting right over there. We're all um, we're all ready to go. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be bringing bringing a bunch of microphones. So if you're watching this, or you're, or you're listening to this, and you're gonna be at Gen Con, come find us. Yes. Come say hello. We're gonna be bringing a bunch of commander decks. We're gonna be playing commander, slinging spells, and then honestly checking out a lot of the games. I know what. Jim, here's one thing Jim's gonna do. He's gonna go to the artist alley. He's gonna find his his favorite artist. Hey, you don't know that. He might be there. Yeah. I hope he's there. Are you going to look for him? Yeah, I'm going to look for him 100%. Do you remember what his name is? Ken. Oh, my goodness. You do? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Good. Do you have his card still? <laughs> no, I don't have the card well, Okay, still. wait. Where, where is that piece of artwork? Um, it is just chilling in my room. It's not like framed <laughs> not or hung fra- up. Oh, okay. All no. right. Yeah. You got to get that thing framed. Oh, I know. Dude, I it's, it. so, it's such a good piece. I love that thing It so is such much. a good piece. Yeah. Uh, we've t- Jim has talked about uh, talked about this on the podcast before, um, but it's yeah. probably one of his favorite art pieces he's ever gotten. Yeah. What's it from again, Jim? Uh, it's from a an anime called Naruto, mm-hmm. and uh, it goes from the artist. Okay, all right, I don't want to get too into it, but the artist made, did a great job. At the bottom of the photo, it starts with pretty much episode one in the early stages of Naruto, and then as it builds all the way to the top, it then finishes in uh, Boruto, the next generation. So you, if you've watched the show, you'll see a bunch of different parts when they, uh, when Sasuke and Naruto fight each other. You know all the different nine-tailed beast. You see Madara in there as well. You see all the characters, and it's it's just an amazing piece. I've spent hours. Hours looking at it. 
And that's all I'll say about that. Because Dan doesn't want to go down that rabbit hole again. I like going <laughs> down that rabbit hole because I remember I remember that day very, very vividly. Um, and he would not – Jim would not stop looking at this piece of art. No, no. He no, literally no. would not. And he would not stop talking about it either. Even if I wanted him <laughs> – even if I wanted him – to stop talking. He would not. Yeah. I remember we went to lunch and he's literally, he's oh, yeah. got it right here, right? I'm still he's looking you're, at you're it. still looking, you're like, you're eating your food. And you're While just, I was eating that pizza. Oh man, dude, look at, look at this, <laughs> dude, dude. Many, many times. And you know what though? Like in all honesty, I feel like if that artist was yeah. like watching you do that, yeah. like he would feel like super oh, yeah. cool. He'd feel 100%. really proud. Yeah. yeah. That's why I like had to talk to him. And everyone yeah. who came up to look at the photo of the Naruto picture he had, I was just like, dude, look at this thing. It is beautiful. And like he was just <laughs> smiling the whole yeah. time. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that 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 was that was very cool. I'm I'm interested to see if we're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get some more interactions like that. I, I hope so. I very, yep. very much hope so. But but today we're 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 gonna talk about the legendary rule. All right. Mm. So reason reason we're saying legendary rule is again Magic the Gathering. In yep. Magic the Gathering, there are creature types that say legendary creature. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, when you see legendary creature in Magic, again, most games handle this uniqueness uh, in in a different way. Okay. Yep. And I always find it interesting because in all in all honesty. What's one of the first questions? I don't know. I don't know if you ask this question, but I ask this question a lot. Okay, if you know something's legendary or unique, how many can I have on board? Because <laughs> when we first started talking or learning about Lorcana, mm-hmm. is is one example. Okay, is we know these are characters. Yeah. Okay, and a lot of times these questions come up with. Uh, recognizable characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Mickey Mouse. Okay, when we knew Mickey Mouse was going to be hard, be a card. Well, how many Mickey Mouse cards can I have on my board at mm-hmm. the same time? Because again, knowing the industry, knowing card games, there are a lot of rules which state you can only have one card named. Again, using Mickey Mouse as an example yeah. on your board at one time. Okay, yeah. it has existed in card games. For a very long time. Mm-hmm. Now, some some games don't have a legendary rule. Again, legendary rule uniqueness. Uh, Lorcan actually does not have any any unique rules, legendary rules. Yep. Okay, um, but there are plenty of games that do. Star Wars Unlimited does. And when watching and listening to that live stream, I was enlightened and really I found it very interesting. The thoughts behind where they came how they got to where they ended up mm-hmm. which interesting and interestingly enough where they ended up was not where they started originally mm-hmm. okay because in and neither of us you haven't played many star wars card games in the past no you played destiny once you said yeah. i believe destiny okay. once or twice I never played the star wars ccg Mm-mm. And I know that has a very large fan base. <laughs> um, many have said one of the greatest card games of all time. Um, oh, wow. Th- again, from, from a lot, from people who've played it back in the day. Yeah. I know if Flake and Charmer were here, they, they, could go on, they could go on for hours, <laughs> for hours talking about the game. And all honesty, I love hearing them talk about it, too. Mm-hmm. I love hearing them talk about the game because it's like, man, I missed out on that. Mm-hmm. I, I, really, I really missed out on that. It's there's, unfortunate. There's something about watching people or either individuals or a group of people mm-hmm. talk about something that they have so much love for. Mm, yeah, it, right. 
it's it's an amazing feeling. It to is. Watch it is like that. you you you're watching them talk about it, and you have you may have no idea what they're talking <laughs> about, but you feel like you're participating yeah. with them yeah. because of how much joy they're exuding. Yeah. Like either you're listening to a podcast, maybe listening to this podcast. I have no idea, right? <laughs> but like you get because I've I've been there, like. Yeah. It, Literally, when I hear sometimes Flake and Charmer talk about Star Wars, the mm. Star Wars CCG, it, I always, I'm always like, man, I wish I, I wish <laughs> I had that experience because this sounds amazing, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, it, it it's, it, it's fun. It, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. So um, now, before, before we kind of really dive into this, I want to talk about actually my first experience with. This unique rule, legendary rule, uh, specifically within the context of Magic: The Gathering. Yep. Okay, um, the f- and again, this may show you how not old or I haven't been in Magic as long as some people. Okay, <laughs> I don't remember what deck I was playing. I remember the card though. Okay, it was Tatiova Benthic Druid. So Tatiova, this Tatiova is a five drop three in Simic. For a 3-3 legendary creature with... No wonder I didn't know what it was. Exactly. With (laughs) landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain a life and draw a card. Oh, okay. So I had one out on board. I put another one out because I would... Can I gain two life and draw two cards? Uh, Yeah, please. I would really like that. And so I played out the card. Yeah. And then I don't remember who I was playing it against, but they they were like, "Um, you have to get rid of one now. And I'm like, what are, you, what are you talking about? What do you mean I have to get rid of one? Well, it's a legendary rule. It's legendary. I'm like, so, yeah, it is legendary. It just Correct. means it's real good. It just means it's a good card. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, but the legendary rule. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. What legendary rule? <laughs> and that was, ladies and gentlemen, is when I found out the legendary rule exists and is a thing in the game of Magic the Gathering. And so uh-huh. they informed me, they informed me that, yes, yeah, so when a card with a legendary subtype enters play and you already have one of those creatures with that same name and sub name you have to sacrifice one of them because on your battlefield you are only allowed to have one creature with legendary subtype on your board at a time that has that exact name and sub name so i was like oh i learned something new today (laughs) now and that ladies and gentlemen is when i found out about what the legendary rule is in magic Mm. I was, when you were just telling your story, I was trying to think, I'm like, did I have anything roughly along those lines? And I don't think that yeah. I did. Yeah. Um, but I do have something to add to it. Yeah. Of when Dan was talking about that legendary ruling, they actually had to change it. Um, it used to be mm-hmm. if, say, Dan had like Jace the Mind Sculptor out on field, yeah. right? And I go to play a Jace the Mind Sculptor, as of right now, they both stay out on the field. Yes. It used to be there could only be one, one. out on the yeah. field. Yep. And yep. so it'd just be like, all right, well, I'm going to now kill your Jace the Mind Sculptor by playing my new one. Is that how it would work? Yeah. If you, you oh, yes. dude, you would you would have you would decide you would which have, one stays out on the field. Oh, if you so you played it, you get to make the choice. I believe so, or it's oh, whatever wow. the new one is. That one stays out on the field. Wow, yeah. so I didn't it was know amazing. that. Wow. And I believe it was originally removal, removal on a stick, basically. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even paying attention to the sub name as well. If oh, it was, so it's just character exactly. So it wow. would be Planeswalker Jace. You can only have one Planeswalker Jace out on the field. See, and this and this is why I want to talk about this topic because it's 
it is there's 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 so much here okay yep. and in all honesty i think star wars <laughs> unlimited gives us a really good uh, avenue to talk about it because star wars as an ip uh, in all honesty much more recognizable than magic the gathering Mm-hmm. Star Wars Star Wars one of the largest IPs in the entire world largest brands so many recognizable characters mm-hmm. so when you talk about this uh, rule for lack of a better uh, for lack of a better word um ab- around these characters or this IP people latch on to it a, a bit better okay mm-hmm. it, it make it makes more sense okay mm-hmm. so i think i think to start right i think to start right um we well first of all this is all talking about fiction. It's all made up, okay? But even within fiction, okay, mm-hmm. we as consumers, as readers, as basically participants in this story, mm-hmm. right, we want things to make sense to us. They should be logical. They should follow within the context of the story, mm-hmm. right? Um, and like when you, when you look at a character like um, Anakin Skywalker, also known as Darth Vader, right? Mm-hmm. Two com- diametrically opposed individuals, basically, right? You know, um, like, and we'll we'll come back to Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker uh, throughout this episode because I think that's a perfect character to look at in in a context of a card game, mm-hmm. right? But generally, when we're playing a game, when we're participating in a story, we want it to make sense to us, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, Jim, I'm sure you've heard of the term suspension of disbelief, yeah. correct? Okay. Um, I mean, basically what suspension of disbelief basically means is I can only suspend my disbelief for so long because, again, even in fiction, we, we all understand this is not real, Okay, there's no such thing as Superman. People cannot fly. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, Dan. Come on now. <laughs> there's not enough money in the world to make somebody Bruce Wayne, okay? Yeah, I think there might be. <laughs> Elon Musk, is he Bruce Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark Zuckerberg Zuck- is working on it, though. <laughs> yeah. He's been training. They both, they both have. <laughs> um, but it's, it, it, basically, it, it means like we, we can only say, okay, I will, even though I know this is not real, okay, mm-hmm. I'll pretend it's real for the sake of the story, but we can only do that for so long <laughs> or we can only do that so much yeah. because because things still have to make logical sense for the story to, to function essentially, yeah. right? Okay. So we do that in context of different stories, okay? Now, even within those stories, I mean, there is still a reality within those stories, okay? Mm-hmm. Um I, we're we're watching The Witcher right now on Netflix. Okay, uh, we're waiting. We're waiting for the next vo- volume two of season three to drop. So, yeah, th- season three's out now. Yes. Yeah. We just it. we just finished. Vol- Oof, it's good. But but Is the I, first episode better than the last season. Oh, like man, you said, season first? two first episode was better oh, than so season good. one. It, but it was so, that was so good. I know. I can't I can't remember what that first episode was now. Oh, okay. For, oh no, no, it wasn't. It was. It was still very good. It was. Okay. It was still very good. Season two was really good. Season two was was very. Yeah, there's there's. Season two was just phen- was phenomenal, phenomenal. But for as someone who's seen The Witcher, that is a convoluted story. 
it yeah. can be hard to follow along. Hundred percent, right? You know, because there, there's there's a multiverse. There's <laughs> different worlds. There's different spheres. Mm -hmm. There's so much going on in the world of The Witcher that it makes following along sometimes hard. Okay, but even within that story, things still have to make sense within that story, right? Um, you know, like for example, like Siri, Siri looks a certain way, okay? Um, and Siri has been <laughs> this is actually a, a good a good thing to talk about because uh, we'll we'll see here. But Siri has been the same actress from season one, season two, season three, right? Yeah. She looks a certain way. We know how Siri looks, okay? If they just randomly change how Siri looked, I mean, you'd expect them to try and explain that somehow. If, yeah. if she looks very, yeah. very different, right? Yeah. As a viewer, I'd be like, okay, look, I know that's not the same person. So I'm. how are they going to handle when uh, <laughs> Liam Hensworth takes over Henry Cavill? I, I, in all honesty, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to watch anymore. Yeah. Because I love Henry. Henry Cavill is done such an amazing job with mm -hmm. that show. He is one of the reasons I'm watching that show. He's yep. a phenomenal actor, mm -hmm. and so the fact that he's leaving means there's I, there will be people who are going to stop watching that show. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I may be one of them. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like not like making a point or anything. But I just he's done a, an amazing job as yeah. Geralt. Part of me wants to watch it after he leaves. Just in case there's random videos of him being like, this is why this doesn't work because yeah. I didn't read all the books. I didn't play all the games and I'm going to need him to really inform me. That's the thing. Like he cares about that, <laughs> yeah. that story. Yeah. He cares about those books more than anyone else. Literally anyone. <laughs> and yeah, like that's a whole, this is a whole other tangent yeah. we can get into. Anyone in all of that production. He is the oh, one who cares. He's the, the one. He's the one. Yeah. And like listening to all the, the other actors hear, hear them talk about how he <laughs> talks about the characters and the stories. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're like, yeah, he cares about this. Oh, yeah. 100%. So anyway, but anyway, when they change him, I'm are th are they gonna try and say, man, Gary, you look Ooh. different? Or are they just gonna proceed like nothing? <laughs> they has kill happened? him off and they get kill a new him off witcher. and get a new witcher. Yeah. I mean, that could make they, sense. Yeah, but in any case, yeah. Um, and again, and I say all that to say, like, it as a viewer, as someone watching, following along with the story, we're we're an act, we're basically an active participant, or you feel like an active participant. Yeah. Okay. You know, things need to make sense for you. Like, they need to follow along in some sort of logical manner, okay? Um, I mean, plot holes exist. Nobody likes plot holes. Oh, but again, it's, it's, it's that whole idea of something needs – everything needs to flow and make sense to me, the participant, okay? Yeah. Now, when we talk about a card game, okay – um, one of the things I love about a card game is I'm I am an active I am a very active participant when I play a card game. Okay, yeah. I want my battlefield, my board to make sense logically. Okay, mm -hmm. now when you talk about characters and stories that are very near and dear to your heart, okay, that are near and dear to a lot of people, okay, mm -hmm. like the characters in the Star Wars universe, okay. The Star Wars universe is extremely vast, extremely wide. It spans decades. It's, it spans over so much time, even with, excuse me, within the universe itself. <laughs> there are bound, there's going to be times where, wait a minute, these two characters, they never really met. How are they on the same battlefield at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. So there's going to be things that don't make sense within the context of the story, right? Now, with a game like Magic the Gathering, there are stories. There's there's lore the, that that um, that's behind all of those stories. Yeah. 
Now, there's a lot of people who care very much about the lore, and I I get that. I very much understand that. You know, especially when we're talking about a different lore that I'm I I'm, I know a lot more about than yeah. the lore behind magic. Yeah. I can appreciate the fact that there are people who who follow along and love the lore like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so. But I think there's going to be more people who have issues or problems when it comes to Star Wars. I mean, <laughs> how many times – I'm wondering how many times we're going to hear – and you don't you don't hear it from card game players normally because they understand it's, it's the nature of it and they just want to play the game. Most card game players – and you correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. – they – they they care more about the gameplay than than anything else. Yeah, yeah, 100%. There is a narrative behind everything. Yeah. Do you know many people who are much who are more into the lore or the narrative behind the game or they just want to turn cards sideways and play the cards? Yeah, no, I don't know anyone who's more interested in the lore than the gameplay of it or trying to keep their deck as thematically correct as possible. Okay, now when you say thematically correct, <laughs> like how how are we talking here? Yeah, all right. So like if you're Cuz that's a be, whole other thing too. Yeah. So it's like I don't know anyone who's only playing Ravnica cards in their Rav like a commander deck that's yeah, yeah, based right. around Ravnica. Right. right. Uh, sure, there are definitely some people that do it. Uh, and I've even thought about doing it because it seems extremely fun to yeah, do. Yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah, I don't. I'm. I don't know anyone who's just like I will only play these cards if they make sense, especially if they're playing anything other than Commander. Now, how many people did you know that that built Lord of the Rings decks before there was there were Lord of the Rings cards in the Lord oh, of the Rings man. set? <laughs> one of my Several. one of my first experiences with the game was I walked into a game store. And somebody was speaking to the uh, um, the guy at the front. It was actually Cody. Yep. <laughs> they was talking about building his own mat, uh, his his own Lord of the Rings deck with yep. all these different characters. Um, <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. And I think one of the things I asked him was, "Wait, they have Lord of the Rings cards?" He's like, "No, no, these are just magic cards. We're just saying this yep. character is a stand-in for Gandalf yep. or whatever." Yep. Now there's actually there's Gandalf and there's all those characters yep. in in the magic universe, right? Yep. Which is cool. Like I, I it, it I think that is a very very cool thing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, suspension of disbelief, you know, is is always going to be a thing, but still it it should make sense for you, the player. Yeah. Okay. Now. If you can't get over something, that's kind of on you. <laughs> now, I think I, I do think oh, that man. they're like mm-hmm. designers make choices mm-hmm. and f- they have reasons behind those choices. And like when watching that live stream, I was like, man, this all of these things make sense. And it's I love hearing that. Oh, so you do you actually you think about this stuff and you made it such a way mm-hmm. to eliminate as many, as much feel bads as you can. Now, from a Star Wars perspective, okay, I think, and my understanding, okay, and I don't know, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not sure if you're going to know this either, um, but I think Star Wars card games before Unlimited, they did approach uniqueness, and may, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but they, a lot of them, I think, Again, I'm prefacing this with I'm not totally sure. Okay, they prefaced they prefaced it with you can only have one character on your board at a time. Like you can only have one Luke Skywalker. You can't have multiple versions of Luke. Mm-hmm. Okay, which thematically makes sense. Yep. Okay, yep. it makes sense logically because 
it, especially if you are viewing your battlefield as your entire the entire battlefield mm-hmm. is one moment in time mm-hmm. is one battle okay and if you are viewing it that way then well sure you can only have one of literally anything that if there's only one like there's only one me in the universe i can only be in one place at one time yeah okay and i think a lot of people when playing a card game or any game they're viewing what's happening in front of them as well it's it's all it's all on the board at the same time this is all taking place at the same time in the same place mm-hmm. therefore it's like it's a battle it is one battle yeah okay how have you when you approach playing a card game from that standpoint okay of what what is happening in front of you yes we all know it's a game we we get that right but how did did you ever think about it in a way of this is all happening at one time or like what's going on in your head from that standpoint so i never i would never visualize it as i'm out on a battlefield sure. until i started playing magic well even though in the game card fight vanguard in the in the show they they start the game off oh, by right. that was a show as they're as they're standing on the opposite ends of the table they say imagine it you're standing on the planet Cray, oh. <laughs> and you are, you know, well, Yu-Gi-Oh! is another vanguards. good example, too. Yeah. Right? Because, you know, that's a show, and, yep. like, it's happening. <laughs> it could be happening in the show at one yep. singular time. Yeah. But go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. And, and even with Yu-Gi-Oh!, yeah, when they're showing it on the show, it's, you know, it's... Uh, the first couple, it made a, a little bit more sense, because it's like, you're... You're using like these weird abilities that the cards don't even have, and you're bringing these cards to life in terms of yeah, you know you're you're looking at like oh there's a full moon because some guy played a field spell. I'm sure. gonna have my stone soldier attack the moon to cause sure. rocks to fall into the water sure. and sure. you know just weird sure. stuff sure. happening. But I didn't ever look at it like that. Okay. I was more caring about the cards and the gameplay itself. Sure. Right. So, uh, right. yeah. <laughs> Even though there have been a couple times where I should, but I just never did. Did you, have you ever, have you ever been in a situation where what's happening in front of me doesn't make thematic sense? It doesn't make sense logically within the context of the game. Have you ever come across a, a moment like that? Because I have plenty, I, I have a few times, but normally when I'm just like, oh, well, whatever, I guess I'll just keep playing, whatever. Yeah, I mean, when, all right, so when you also have played Pokemon and you kind of take the elemental weaknesses uh, involved inside of that game yeah. and you can put it into something else, like, tell me how a big, a fanged wolf is going to defeat a giant stone soldier, but it can happen. True. True. Like it doesn't really make sense, sure. but the numbers sure. make it make sense. Sure, yeah, yeah right. So, and right. like, what's what's he gonna do? Like pee on him to cause e- erosion, <laughs> and then just like oxidize. Over, you know, <laughs> over time he just crumbles. Yeah, you know. Uh, and, and again, now all of this is 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 it's very personal. Like it's yeah. very personal to to players, right? Yep. Player agency is huge, and I want to talk about that as well. Mm. But for me, again. There have been, ins- I mean, if you've ever been watching a movie or reading a book and you're like, this doesn't make sense. What's going on just doesn't make sense within the context of the story. Yeah. And when that happens, it takes you out of the story mm. because you're just like, you're, you're no longer, 
you are no longer watching in um, like you're you're watching what's going on and be like, oh man, this is so cool. You're now removed. You are now removed from the story. You are now removed yeah. from what's happening in front of your eyes, right? Yeah. And that like that's not what a creator, what a what a um, what a director, what an author, that's not what they want to do. They yeah. want to keep you engaged with the story, right? And so when something is happening in that story that you're that you're just that you stop and you're like, wait a minute, I thought that mm. this thing just that like the, this this character's intention, this character would not do that. Like, mm. what is going on here? Mm. You're you're now removed, right? That happens even in card games, right? Probably not as much. And I'm the type of pl- I'm the type of person where I I have to I try to make everything make sense in my head, right? Because because again, I understand that the designer there they have a certain intent, right? They have a design intent, right? And I want to understand the context of the game that I'm playing. I want to understand, especially when it's a new, especially when it's a new game and like a new IP, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I don't I don't know who these characters are. Ex- tell me why I should care about these characters. Good example here, Alpha Clash. Okay. When we started playing Alpha Clash, okay, you know, I started reading the graphic novel. It was very cool, right? And then I'm like, oh man, Clarity, yeah, she's a really cool character. Haven, really cool character. I'm, st- I'm starting to learn all these characters, right? Yeah. And then when I see these, these Clash cards, okay, and I'm like, okay, well, these are all Mean Streak. Because Mean Streak is a singular character. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me I can have like five different Mean Streak cards on the battlefield at the same time? And so for me, I'm like, wait, well, hang on. This doesn't really make sense to me. So I, I ask the designer, okay, I understand this is the rule, but can you explain to me like what's supposed to be happening on, on the board right now? Like why can't I have, because I have a contender, like even if I have a contender, well, that's okay. That's mean streak. But now I can have all these other mean streak cards. Yeah. So what is actually supposed to be happening on the battlefield right mm-hmm. now? Okay. And, and I heard this from Ridge and then I kind of heard the same sentiment echoed when watching the FFG stream. Okay. But they, they talk about moments in time. I'm like, oh, okay. That actually makes sense because what this character or clash card or unit, mm-hmm. what they're doing at that moment, that mm-hmm. is a particular moment in time of that character performing a specific action. Yeah. So I have to stop. I, I'm like, oh, okay. So so I have to, let me just stop thinking about my battlefield as a that is that is in one moment in time, one space. It is one space and one moment in time. Yeah. And everyone is there at the same time. That's kind of not what's happening. And it's not what's happening in Star Wars Unlimited. And it's mm-hmm. not really what's happening in Alpha Clash either. Mm-hmm. So it's I you know, they were talking about that whole moment in time. Like this is this is a character in a specific moment in time performing a specific action. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's those three things because again, when we when we talk about reality, well, what does reality consist of? Well, time. I don't know. <laughs> That's the question that, that is a question of all time, right? What is real? <laughs> dun, but, dun, dun. but it's 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 time, it's time and space, mm. right? So it's time, space, and matter. Time, space, and matter, right? Okay. And so when we're talking, when normally when we, at least when I historically, you know, would look at a card game, right, or mm-hmm. any game, well, 
I am, I am here and I have my units or my cards. Those are there. They're the matter. Mm-hmm. They're in this space, which is the board. And it is all happening right now at this specific moment in time yeah. or a time that we designate and we agree upon as players, right? Yeah. This happened a hundred years ago and it's, you know, it, it's it happening all right at one singular moment in time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when, when you, you know, again, the, the beauty of creativity, you know, and imagination is that can be whatever, literally whatever you want. And you have to, when I started thinking at about it like that, I'm like, whoa, hang on. Now we're just opening up so many more creative options. Okay. Right. So if, if I just stop thinking about what's happening in front of me as it's one moment in time, in space with all these pieces of matter, yeah. well, we're let's, let's remove all of them from each other. Okay. And then what is happening is, well, it's a convergence of all of those things across multiple spaces, across multiple times, across multiple uh, pieces of matter, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, then then I can think, okay, when I attack, well, this unit you know, did this action at a certain point in time at a specific location. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, we're visualizing them all on the board at the same time, but when these things are happening, it could be over a period of, you know, years or whatever. Right. So I'm like, okay, that, that can, that can make, that can make a little bit more sense. I mean, even like, even let's take a, a battle, like let's, let's take the battle of Hoth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the battle of Hoth took, I mean, there, there was a certain amount of time that that happened. Right. Mm. And so you have uh, like Han's, you know, you've got Han and Luke. They were all over the place doing multiple different things. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they went from this point to that point. There's, there's a lot of things going on that you're like, well, okay. Again, that's now I can actually suspend my disbelief more. And then it still makes sense to me from a, a logical point of view, even though it's, it's all make believe. It's yeah. all the points are made up and the, the, the rules are made up ma- and the points don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But when I started thinking about that, I'm like, okay, this, this from a player standpoint, I'm like, okay, I can actually make this stuff make sense to me in mm-hmm. my head more. Okay. So I thought that was very, very interesting. And they talked a lot about a lot about that in the in the FFG stream. Mm-hmm. So I mean, do you do you think about any of that? Or are you just like, eh, whatever, it is what it is. When uh when you were talking about like if if say it was a show that kind of something didn't really make sense to you mm-hmm. and it kind of just takes you out of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've noticed a lot of people have that, right? And oh yeah. Whether it's a show that I really like oh, and yeah. people are like, oh, there's so many plot holes for it. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't care. Cause I just like to see the characters that I like inside of their worlds. So mm-hmm. it's, it is, it is different for me. Cause it's, um, the show death note. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I know what it is. I know okay, what it is. so there's an anime, and then there's two different live actions. Yes, right? one's uh, on Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, the one on Netflix. A lot of people hated because it was like you're still using the same characters, but it's not the same thing, right? Um, and, but for me, it was just like, okay, take everything you know about Death Note and just throw it out the window, and just watch this for what it is, and is it still an okay show? I think overall, yeah, I still like the overall theme of of that anime or that show Mm -hmm. of just watching some person trying to become the ruler of a new world and punish evildoers, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, there's there's one thing that um, that has been said online is like if you 
if you kill a murderer, there's still the exact same number of murderers out in the world. But okay. if you kill a hundred murderers, well, now there's 99 less. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how you kill them, right? Right? Because you could kill them in self-defense, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, okay. Exactly. All right. um, you know, the... Still, I've never, I've never heard that before. I know. No, okay. I never. Yeah. Heard that so <laughs> it's interesting, though. So for like death note, I I just love that that idea as a whole. Sure. So it was like, oh, I know a lot of people talk about the plot holes and sure. and not just the anime, but also the show. And I'm like, I like the show. Well, I think a lot of it though too is and 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 I've I felt this uh, with many characters, right? Mm-hmm. Is a sense of ownership, mm-hmm. right? I mean, let's like let's 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 take Aladdin. As is a good example. Yeah. I've told this story multiple times, but like when I was a kid, I wore out our copy of Latin on VHS, yeah. right? I had a visceral connection with the characters in Aladdin. Yeah. Um, I loved the character Aladdin, Genie, you know, growing up with certain characters, you have, you develop a connection, an emotional connection to mm-hmm. these characters, okay? And in our minds, these characters have certain motivations. They they only would only do certain things that we've seen these characters do, yeah. right? And yeah. so when, um, not not trying to be specific here at all, but when we see there's a live action for there's a live action or there's a new there's a new show with these characters, mm-hmm. and then they make these characters do things that we the audience wouldn't think they would do yeah. we we feel we feel a sense of ownership because we have that emotional connection mm-hmm. and i and you see you see this all the time on the internet right mm-hmm. people who have these emotional connections and they go online and they how this is not this characters they're destroying these characters it's not what they would do it happened it happens with literally every single ip so i can like i understand and i understand the reactions like i Mm -hmm. get it i very much get it because i have certain characters i have certain characters that i love Mm -hmm. and have certain connections to a perfect example kevin conroy and batman Kevin Conroy will always be the voice of Batman mm-hmm. to me, to me. Uh, Kevin Conroy sadly has passed away, but now whenever there's a new uh, uh, Batman, animated Batman, mm-hmm. and they've this has been like this for a long time, but DC has done phenomenal um, uh, animated movies with mm-hmm. Batman. There's been multiple batman voice actors over the years okay um jensen ackles is one uh bruce greenwood is another one there's been a lot of people and they've done very good they've been they've done very well but whenever i sit down and i watch one if i don't hear kevin conroy i'm immediately disappointed and let down because kevin conroy to me is the best batman voice ever why because one of the first shows that I watched when I was a kid was Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. And I listened to Kevin Conroy as Batman for years. Mm-hmm. And when uh, Batman Arkham, uh, Arkham Asylum came out, okay, it was the Batman video game for the PS3. They got Kevin Conroy to voice Batman. I was so excited. <laughs> okay, So that's a perfect example of now, could I, and there are definitely people... There are people who will be like, 
I won't do it. I won't watch it. I won't listen to it because Kevin Conroy is not Batman. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, well, he literally can't be it anymore because he is unfortunately no longer yeah. with us. Yeah. So how how far do you want to take this, mm-hmm. right? And there are people who take it to the extreme, 100%. I know that there are, mm-hmm. right? But again, it's, it's that concept of emotional connection, mm-hmm. right? And so I think if you understand that, then you can at least understand where people are coming from. Are there still trolls? Yeah. Oh, of course. 100%. 100%. Are we one of some of them? Yes, we are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we do it in good First fun. First time? We do, <laughs> we do it in good fun, right? <laughs> right? We we always do it in good fun. Um, but I mean, what like what do you think? Because I know you're the t- you are the type of person like you just talked about death note. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, are you in the minority of people who 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 don't who think that way about the Death Note live action stuff? Now, because I've never seen so. it, and I don't, I don't have the same connection to Death Note that Jim does. Yeah, and and even with other stuff, say we're talking about Batman things, right? Yeah. Um, specifically for me, I'm also a lot more emotional than Jim is. <laughs> specifically for me, when it comes down to Batman, um, you know, I think as long as they do a good job. I'm happy with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm not, like, too emotionally invested inside of that IP. And don't get me wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. I still love, like, all those uh, animated movies. They're phenomenal. They're so good. Yeah. Like, it it, it really doesn't bother me that they get other people. It's just I have that connection to Kevin Conroy. To you, who's the Joker? Mark Hamill. 100% is Mark Hamill. I don't know, dude. Joaquin Phoenix, amazing Joker, He dude. did. He, oh, my No, goodness. he did. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to watch Mark Hamill do it. Yeah. It's it's the voice. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. the voice. Yeah. It's the yeah. voice. But yeah, yeah. And But also, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. That was a different kind uh, of yeah, movie. Yeah, it was though. a very different kind very of movie. Very different kind of movie. So, but it was so good. So good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> But yeah, Mark Hamill will all, for me will always be yeah. the the voice of Heath Joker. Ledger, he did a phenomenal job there. And and, and again, it should, I should say Jack the voice, Nicholson. the yeah. voice of yeah, the I Joker, know, the voice. Yeah, yeah. I, I Jack would Nicholson, take, yeah. I'll take all of them as the Joker. <laughs> you don't want you don't want Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, here's the thing. He was all right, okay. <laughs> but again, that was a completely ah, 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 ah. Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yeah, so I have to be like, oh, man, like really emotionally invested is, into it. Is, do you have an example of something that you are like really emotionally invested in that you saw a characterization that you were just like, no, this is so bad. They did not do this character justice at all. They got gypped. I think for me, it would come down to more musicians than TV shows. Musicians, huh? Yeah. So, like, if a band's not doing well or one person in the band's not doing well and, like, they have to go because they're causing problems or if there's a death in it and then they bring in a new member, it's like, is it the same? Oh. You know what I mean? Like who? Um, So, uh, a band... Man. All right. There's there's a lot of different things. Um, Oh. I mean, I guess it's, no. I guess it's more of just like uh, Van Halen. Okay. Right. So okay. they had they have two different singers. It's it's both like can be really good music. Yeah. It's just okay. Which voice are yeah, you more invested yeah. in? It's the same thing yeah. with ACDC. Yeah. Right. It was sure. like okay, which voice are you you going yeah. with? Back in Black. Yeah. I, yes. I even forget their names. Um. But same thing with uh. It's happened to. Uh, was it was it Journey? Um, Journey's lead singer 
wasn't like touring with them anymore. So then they found mm-hmm. a completely different guy. They got really lucky though. They have this, uh, I believe he's a Korean guy. He sounds the exact same as their former singer. Oh, so okay. they did, they did see, an amazing I, job. I see what you're saying though. Yeah. Like that, 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 I didn't even, I didn't even think about it from yeah. that standpoint. Yeah. So that's, uh, a, good, that's a good like one to talk about. Yeah. Metallica as well. When they had yeah. Cliff Burton and then they brought in, I forget the other guy's name, James something. Um, and then a lot of people are like, this is completely new music. Yeah, like, what's going yeah. on? This isn't even good. Well, a, another good example <laughs> is Linkin Park. Oh, yeah. How, yeah. again, like, that's all, for the most part, after their first album, like, it was pretty much all the same people, yeah. right? Um, But their style changed drastically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, but just between albums. Mm-hmm. And then when they started started experimenting, there were people, people, there were, there were people who were like, this is not Linkin Park anymore. Yada, my yada, yada, my yada. friend actually sent me a video of uh, a newer Linkin Park. I think it was out like five, six, seven years ago. I mm-hmm. forget exactly. And um, it was more of like a a nightcore chill step sound yeah. mm-hmm. rather than what they previously yeah. were. I'm like, I really like this Dude, song. I love But it's not Linkin Park that you would think this, of. Yeah, right, exactly. Because when 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 people at least people my age, when they think of Linkin Park, yeah. they think Meteora. You know, <laughs> that that's the album. Uh that's probably one of the albums that, that yeah. people go to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um and there was a distinct sound to that. Yeah. <laughs> Their newer stuff is not that. But I still, dude, I there's oh, yeah, phenomenal. You can't, in all honesty, you can't you can't play me a Lincoln Park song that I don't like. <laughs> because all of their stuff yeah. has been pretty fire. I'm yeah. I'm I'm a big I'm a big Lincoln Park fan. I, I was, really I really do like all this. When stuff. I was in Tennessee recently, I was joking with my family. I'm like, is it a Lincoln Park song if Chester isn't screaming? <laughs> I don't think so, <laughs> but, but like, obviously, but like the newer stuff, he's yeah, he's like he's so mellow, yep. right? It's yeah. so different, yeah. and it was it was really cool, like how mm-hmm. they explored their different sides of them as a band. It was just really cool, yeah. right? But yeah. again, it's that emotional investment, yeah. right? And now again, let's let, bring this back to card games, right? It's I want to be invested, right? And now we talk about Star Wars. You already have people who are emotionally invested, right? Yep. And then we talk about do you have a favorite star wars character oh man right off the top of my head uh probably probably yoda yoda or or the emperor i like i like i like that chain lightning he does okay uh is there a specific (laughs) version of palpatine that we're talking about like emperor palpatine or like senator not so okay so emperor palpatine okay all right Uh, for me, I'd pro- probably Plo Koon is probably one of my favorite characters. I don't even okay. know who that is. He's a, he's a Jedi. Uh, okay. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, one of the things in, in when they were talking about uniqueness, yeah. right, in that live stream, like if you wanted to play Emperor Palpatine, right, and there were a bunch of Palpatine cards, and yeah. the rule was you could only have one card with that character in play at any time. You would play the best Palpatine card that's available to you. And if that card is not the leader Palpatine, again, in the game Star Wars Unlimited, you build your deck with one leader and one base. Mm -hmm. And then I believe it was 50 cards. I'd have to go back and double check. But it's, it's centered around one leader. If the best Palpatine card is not a leader, okay, but there is a Palpatine leader, you're not playing the Palpatine leader card. Okay, and so if you're like, but I, I want to play all the Palpatines because I love 
and you can't. I love you can't you can only play you can only have one in play at a time right yeah. so that severely limits what you can do what you can build mm-hmm. and what does that create that creates a lot of feel bads oh yeah a lot of feel bads now I can understand okay when you're talking about a game you have to you have to build up you have to build fences you got to build rules you have to have rules I under, I understand that I understand that but when we're talking about especially card games mm-hmm. I think Player agency is huge. Player agency is huge. Yeah. Tyler made a great example. Okay, he said, "We are building a buffet. We are giving you a buffet. Mm-hmm. You have all of these options available to you, but it's up to you to choose what you want to, how you want to build your plate. Like we're not going to tell you mm-hmm. exactly what to do, but we will encourage you to build a certain way, like the whole aspect system. Yep. Okay." Yes, they will reward you for building on theme, okay? But they're not going to limit you. They're not going to say, no, you must do it that way. I don't like when card games specifically, okay, say, no, you, you have to do it this way. But, but I don't, I don't want to. You can only play two of these colors, and there are six colors, Dan. <laughs> yep, yep. Again, that's, a, that's another good example of, <laughs> yeah. like, I understand, I understand you're building up these boundaries and these rules, and, okay, I have to operate within yep. them. But as a player... I don't like being told, no, you can't do what you want to do. Yeah. Right? It's, I I don't like that. And players don't like being told they, you can't do that. You, no, sorry, you're not allowed to do that. That's why I play control and I say, no, you can't do that. (laughs) 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 But like, like, what do you, what do you think? Like, do you, do you, do you want, do you feel that same way or you're, are you just like, eh, whatever? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's never it never feels good to be limited on, on like right. anything. Right. Uh, so whether it's you come up with this really crazy idea and it's like, oh wait, but it's in three color or four color, and my commander is only three color, yeah. and I don't want to upgrade to the fourth right. color because right. I really want this as my commander. Right. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's so the fact that they recognize mm-hmm. they recognize that and they're like, okay. We're, we're going to reward you for basically doing what we want, but yeah. we're not going to limit you. We're not going to say you can't, yeah. okay? And their hope, from at least from a design, is we hope that, you know, the way that we push people towards those, those are going to be the powerful synergies. Yeah. That's, that is how we're hopefully designing it. Yeah. And, we, and we all know that, you know, designers design games to be a certain way, but that doesn't mean that's how the game's going to work. That's not how the meta is going to shake out, right? Yeah. We understand that, right? But you can still can appreciate the fact that, hey, we're making this game and this is kind of how we we want to push players to do this. But player agency is huge. It's yeah. so good. And, and so when when designers can understand that and part of part of the way they do that, I think, is the whole the whole hero centric build. Right. That is player expression and player identity. So, you yep. know, when, when we had Charmer on, you know, he <laughs> talked a lot about player agency, player expression and player identity. Yep. I mean, for you, for play, for for someone who's been playing card games as long as you have, how important do you think those three things are? Uh, player expression, player identity, and just overall, like, not limiting the choices you uh, that are available to you as a player. Yeah. So, so for me, I guess it depends on what is it that I'm really looking to be doing. Am I trying to play competitive, modern, standard, whatever it is? Uh, then I'm, 
I mean, you're, you are definitely limited in terms of, all right, well, what are some of the best decks out there? And do I even like to play some of those decks? Right. And if you don't, if you're not interested in any of those, then you're like, okay, well, now I need to figure out something that's anti-meta and hopefully be able to break this format. But should, but as a competitive <laughs> player, should you even approach it like that? Should you approach it from the same point of what you like to play or what you don't like to play? Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but I do, I do think it is important if you're trying to be a competitive player and you can't even, if you don't, if you're not good at playing control, say control deck is, is the best deck in the format, right? And you oh, yeah. aren't good at playing control, don't play the deck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Sure, you can learn it, but there's there's going to be times, especially if you don't even know how to play the control mirror. Yeah. Knowing how to play control and knowing how to play the mirror is two different things. Yeah. So it, well, it no, really... no, knowing how to play any deck and knowing to play how to play the mirror <laughs> normally is two different things. Uh, I, I don't know about that. Some decks you just well, go yeah. face and don't even care about the mirror, right? That's true. Um, a lot, a lot of control. Yeah. A lot of control decks. Yeah. Playing any deck against it is one thing, but playing the mirror is yeah. Something yeah. Really Same different. with mid range. I'd say mid range and yeah. and control. You really, yep. it's really Correct. different. Yeah. Um, and but but for. For other things of Commander, if I'm looking to play something like that, mm-hmm. like it's so important to be able to build whatever it is you want to build, mm-hmm. and um, not being limited is right. is huge. Right. So. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's I don't know. I I, just, I found that entire live stream just enlightening. Right. It was very enlightening, and I loved I loved all the the talk about um, the whole moments in time again. Thinking about your board state from the standpoint of, well, this is not all a singular moment in a singular time. This is not one singular moment in time and space with pieces of matter, right? Yeah. It's it's a lot more than that, right? Yeah. Because, like, again, the basic – I think the most fundamental basic thing that you can visualize or think about it is, well, it's a board and this board is here. It's all happening right now. Yeah, this should all make sense. I get that. I understand. But yeah. it's when you again as a player, just reframe how I'm thinking about what's going on in front of me. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I it's it's like I'm a kid again because <laughs> in all seriousness, because you know, I I watch my kids a lot who are very creative yeah. and they play all these things that they're making everything up in their head as they go. Okay. And as an adult, it's like, you don't think like that mm-hmm. anymore, right? But I, as a designer, you kind of have to, like, flip mm-hmm. how you're thinking about things. And I don't know. Like, it's just – it's something I appreciate a lot more now. Mm-hmm. So – and it's very, it very, very interesting, very, very cool. Um, and, yeah, I just – I appreciate what went on in, in the design, right? Because there are some games that don't have – this problem at all well they don't have a rule like this right um uh, again alpha clash it's it's a keyword it is exclusive okay um and there are some things which where we're trying to be thematic we want this to make sense to everybody involved and there are some that are just like yeah what well, it's a game dude just play you know you know i don't know I, I don't know what to tell you and i don't think one way is right or wrong either 
Or what do you think? Do you think there's one way that's right or wrong? Or does it depend does it depend on like the IP? Does it depend on like the characters involved or does that not matter? I don't know. What do you think? Hey, I don't I don't know if it's if you're even able to say that it's right or wrong. No, right, right. Uh, I, I I agree. I agree. Because yeah. I don't think it's either. Yeah. Because it's it's really all up to the choice of whoever's making the game, yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean it's up to it's up to but then also also I I think about like RPGs, right? Mm-hmm. Like like D and D. Like the framework is such that it's so open and then you the DM, well, you're making up your own story for everybody. Yeah. So it's not it's not that it's well, no, the people the person who designed it designed it in a certain way and you need to work within that framework. Yeah. No, it's you the now you the player have your own agency of well, I wanna make but I wanna make it like this. That's why RPGs are very cool from that same point yeah. too. Yeah, right? being able to uh, manipulate certain situations, yes. Um, yes, you know, outside of inside the game, right? Yes. All, all the the outside stuff, um, and and for this specifically, it's kind of just I think as long as you have a good reason as to why you're going whatever route you're going, and not just like oh yeah, it's just because I wanted to do it. Yeah. And it's like, all right, but why? And that, but exactly. And that's why I appreciated that live stream because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you've clearly put some thought and effort into the reason you got, like where you ended up, there's a reason you got there. Yep. And even regardless of whether or not I agree or disagree, the fact that you thought about it mm-hmm. and like, okay, like I think that means something, mm-hmm. right? And if you, and if you just approach from the standpoint of, it's just it just felt better this way, and this is what I what I wanted. Like, oh, oh okay, all right. All right cool. I don't I don't think you're gonna get other people invested into that. No. And we we talk about emotional investment. If players can tell that the creator was emotionally invested, I think you're more likely to get other people emotionally oh, invested yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. And I think this again the legendary rule, but it's it it's it's kind of more than that, right? Because especially when you're talking about characters where there's already people who have these emotional attachments to these characters, Mm -hmm. right? If, and this also has happened plenty of times, right? People, again, this example I talked about, about Aladdin, right? If somebody who's come in, a creator is making a movie and then showing the audience that, yeah, I don't really care about these characters. I'm just going to make some money and, you're not going to get you're going to get a visceral reaction. You're not going to like that reaction, right? So, I think the fact that even if you don't care about a character, the fact that you see someone making something and they are trying to um bring care mm-hmm. and appreciation to that character, that kind of speaks volumes. Oh yeah. And I think people 100%. respond to that, mm-hmm. right? And now we're getting it mm-hmm. from the same point of card games, which is Kind it's it's kind of weird because it's like I mm-hmm. again I never really thought I'd be talking about this in the context of a card game because mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean how many how many times have we talked about we just we care about the gameplay you know <laughs> but this is couple this is more than that yeah. it's it's but really you, weird you you want the game creator to want to be there and. You want someone to take care of that game for you. And I think that's why people have responded so well to Flesh and Blood. Because James White shows, has shown, at least from what I see, he has shown that that is a game and community that he adores and cares about. And he wants to take care of it and the people who are involved. And so when people, and I've seen so many people say, man, James White is doing an amazing job (laughs) and he cares about this. And now I'm going to as well. Like it, it, 
it just flows and travels and there's just it's it's really cool it's really cool so yeah. um yeah that's the that's the the legendary rule <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the legend. I mean, there is so much more there. It's so oh, yeah. it's interesting. It's yeah. it is a topic that is very very interesting. Yeah. And again, as I play a new card game, it's it's weird. It's always it's like one of the first questions that I normally ask. Yeah. Even when we talked about Lorcana, one of the first questions I asked, all right, was well, there a legendary role? Because <laughs> again, these are characters that again I grew up around, yeah. right? And I am. We just got a ton Holy of. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> a lot of Twitter notifications. A lot. There, there was one thing I wanted to point out. Uh, earlier, yeah. you said that Star Wars was a more well-known or yeah, bigger oh, IP, IP than, than Magic. Than Magic. Yeah. I think it's funny because I think the card Black Lotus is bigger than the IP Magic the Gathering. Yeah. I think more... <laughs> I think people even heard, now, even now, you I think, think so? more people in the world know about Black Lotus more than they know Magic the Gathering. I, I would, I would uh, venture most expensive I would, card in the world. Yeah, I, th- I think you'd be correct. Well, now one of them, well, the second one now, the second one, the One Ring is the most oh, expensive card now. Yeah, yeah. But that okay. Now we talk about like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. There are more people who know Lord of the Rings. Then no magic, most more most likely, most likely, most likely. Yeah. And I know some people that refuse to watch Star Wars. What? Oh yeah, yeah. They would never watch it. They don't want to watch it. Why? Yeah. I don't know. And it's, I don't what? even think it's a because of the the new movies that came out. This was even before those three came out. They were like, oh yeah, I'm never gonna watch it. Oh my goodness, that okay. is so weird. Okay, I've never heard of that before. Yep. Yeah, there are people out there. Wow. And you know these people? I know a couple. Wow, are they in your family? Uh, no. No. Okay. All right. You're gonna have to tell me who they are later. Uh, just random friends. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, that's a topic, and now, now we are moving on to uh, one of our favorite. Yes. Topics. It's called the card of the week. Is it? It is called the card of the week, Yay. ladies and gentlemen. And uh, we're talking about another Disney Lorcana card. Okay. So. This week's card of the week. So as we record this, okay, this article dropped today. Okay, today is when they dropped this. When this episode, this episode is going live in like a couple of weeks, but that's okay. It was really cool though because this card was dropped in an article which had a lot of um, iconic songs. Okay, it is an iconic song. Okay, there were like five iconic songs that were released. And I just think also it's a song and the song mechanic is just really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, it's unique. <laughs> it's ve- it is unique, <laughs> but it, it fits. It fits within the IP very, very well. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just realized I did not do this on purpose either. When Uh-oh. I talked about Aladdin. Yes. <laughs> I didn't is. do it on purpose. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, but the card of the week is uh, a whole new world. A whole new, new world. world. Can you That's sing? All can, I, know I was gonna say, can you sing song. this song? <laughs> 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 all right, so a whole new world, a whole new world. Something about a point of view. I don't know. Yeah, yep. brand new point of view. Yeah, that's all I, I, could, I I've I've sung this song. My so so there have been times. There have been times where 
uh, my wife and I and the kids, we've been driving, and my wife and I start singing it. I, of course, sing, sing the, the Aladdin parts. My wife sings the Jasmine parts. <laughs> Got my kids in the back. They're like, Mommy, just stop, stop. <laughs> no, I will not no, stop. I don't think I, I will. I don't think I will. don't think I will. All right. Anyway, it is a whole new world. It is a five-cost song action in yes. steel. It is uninkable. So I should say it's an uninkable five-cost song in steel. It's called right, a whole new world. Why do you have to put emphasis on that, though? You know For what? Me? I don't. I don't care. Yes. Can you say it? Say it, Jim. Well, no. <laughs> All right, and it, it's, it's a bad card. It man. states each player discards their hand and draws seven this card's so cards. Good. Why is this card so good, Jim? Dan, you get to you get to refill your hand to seven cards. Sure. But, but my opponent does too. Doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't. Doesn't matter. It literally doesn't. All right. Um, because, all right, there's there's a lot of different things you could be doing here. Okay. <laughs> um, if you're play, if you know your opponent's playing control and they're going to have a lot of cards in hand, discard all of them. They're probably getting like one or two cards. Yep. Or, or they gain nothing from it and they yep. have to pitch their whole hand. And you're like, oh, I'm playing an aggressive strategy. I'll gain seven cards. Oh, dude. It's. And it's so in steel. Good. And it's in steel. Yes. So you're definitely playing a little bit of aggro. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now, first of all, when I saw or this card, th- this this card is Wheel of Fortune. It is yes. basically Wheel of Fortune from Magic the Gathering. Uh, Wheel of Fortune is two and a red for the exact same effect. Yep. Uh, each player discards their hand and draws seven cards. Yep. Okay. Um, now, are you surprised that this effect is being printed in the first set of a game? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. And Same. It's not a song. I know. So now it's like free, Dan. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and so I actually want to do. I want to do like a, a an entire video. And who knows? Maybe by the time that this video goes, this podcast is live, we'll have already done yeah. this video. Um, but the entire song mechanic is very interesting, right? Because yep. okay, yes, it's technically free, right? Because with the song. Um, on the card, it, it even states, um, with a whole new world, since it costs five, it says a character with cost five or more can exert to sing the song for free. Okay. Yep. So yes, you're casting it for free. You're playing it for zero cost, but what are you giving up? <laughs> you're exerting a character. Okay. Yeah. Now, why does that matter? Well, now I can't do anything else with that character yeah. at that time, unless you're, unless you're able to, um, ready it. And yeah. then do something else with it. But the main thing you can't do is quest with it. Yeah. And that's your main win condition because that's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the things that I'm, I'm enjoying about analyzing this game is the way we think about this game and cards within the game are fundamentally different from how we think about and evaluate other cards in other games. Yeah. Right. Because, okay, I now cannot utilize this character or Glimmer, for anything else but singing the song, mm. right? So it's like, what are you giving up? You have to see what you're giving up, right? Because in most cases, it may be a lot or it may be a little bit. So if I'm casting this, if I'm casting a whole new world for free, I f- absolutely love it. <laughs> it's so good. But then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, what am I giving up? I don't even think I care. <laughs> I don't, it, but it depends on what's going on. It depends on the board state. depends on what's going on on if board. If you're casting it for free, I think the upside is so much higher than what it is you're losing out on. If you're missing out on two, maybe a third lore um, for you to get closer to the win, or it's 
you are now open with five or six resources in a brand new hand. I know. I know. That's huge. That is huge. That's that huge. That is phenomenal. That's the thing. That's why this is so and good. And it's not like you're going to be playing bad cards. Don't play bad cards. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. then you'll have a bunch of stuff you can do. Well, and that's the thing. Like in resource. steel, in steel. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now again, and that's why I think it's literally is Wheel of Fortune. What what color yeah. what color is, is Wheel of Fortune in, in Magic? It's in red. It's in red. Steel is essentially, essentially the Lorcana equivalent of red in Magic the Gathering. Yep. Every single steel card that I've seen gives me red vibes in Magic the Gathering. Yep. Okay. And this is another one. Right, we have smash, fire the cannons. Oh, di deals direct damage. That's a red effect in in magic, right? Yep. So very much on identity for what Steel seems to be wanting to do, mm -hmm. right? Um, now, now again, we're we're again we're making comparisons to other games to make again to make sense, right? For us to follow logically, right? But again, it's helping us establish these color identities in our head. Right, yep. and then when we go to apply apply these color identities to Lorcana, we now know okay, this is what Lorcana, the color identities or ink identities in Lorcana are all about. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that being said, I mean the fact I still cannot believe that we're seeing this in set number one. Right. Mm -hmm. But again, imagine, like imagine, it. imagine casting this for free, and now you ha you have all of your resources available to you, mm -hmm. all of your resources available to you. Yep. To play everything else that's in your hand now. Yep. That's that is what makes this so scary. Mm -hmm. If you uh, because now if you're able to clean up your opponent's board, okay, <laughs> it it doesn't matter what lore you missed out on questing because mm -hmm. now I'm controlling the board yep. and I am now ahead. Yeah, it sets you up really nicely. It sets you up very very nicely. Mm -hmm. So. There's not much that I don't like about this card. It's it's it is very very powerful, mm -hmm. and and again, in set one, this card just gets so much better. Oh, it yeah. gets so much better. Oh yeah. If there's anything that I don't know li limits your opponent from drawing cards, a la Narset, you know, or deals damage when your opponent draws a card. There's 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 a lot of things that that we could potentially eventually see. we'll get there. I think. Yeah. Eventually. I th eventually, we may we may get to stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. I when I saw this, I'm just like, You're, "Are you kidding me?" It was funny though, because on Twitter, I'm seeing people there who, again, not Magic players. Lorcan is their first, their first TCG. Yeah. They're like, "I don't know what to think about this," and I'm like, "Okay, think good thoughts." Yeah, think good. <laughs> think happy thoughts from Peter yeah. Pan. Yeah. It's literally yeah. I'm like, I showed them Wheel of Fortune. I'm like, you see how old this card is. Mm -hmm. There, there's a reason this is yeah. a very, very powerful effect. You might not be into card games as much as we are, but we're going to introduce you to a whole new world. <laughs> Got him. Love it. There you go. <laughs> and then Jim's going to learn the lyrics, and then we're going to sing it for you. Yes. That's, exa that's exactly what's going to happen. So <laughs> anyway, that is this week's Card of the Week, A Whole New World. All right. I, yeah. Anyway, Whole New World. All right. Okay. That's, that's what we got for you guys this that's week. It. That's it. That's all we got. Um, yeah, this was an interesting conversation, Jim. Yeah. Thank you for for uh, being along with me on this journey as we it go. It was fun. But uh, before we get out of here, 
Jim, where can people find you and your content on the internet? Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram at Jim Morgan HNH. You guys can find me on Instagram at Daniel.G.Campbell, Twitter at underscore DJ Campbell. If you head over to our website, hobbiesandhappiness.com, you can find links to all of our social content there, social platforms. Um, also, we're on YouTube at hobbies and uh, youtube.com slash hobbies and happiness, and then on Twitter at hobbies and happy. You can join the conversation there. And again, uh, don't forget, join our Discord if you haven't yet. If you are are either watching or listening you can find links to the discord and everything in the description um or the podcast notes as well you can find links to all of that stuff so that's all we got for you this week and again at gen con gen con is only a couple days away from the from a release of this podcast so if you're going to gen con find us we are going to be setting up a meeting as well so join our discord because that's where we're going to be talking all about it so uh yeah thanks everybody for hanging out with us this week and i will catch you in the next episode see everybody take care